everybody, this is Pamela Poisson, P-O-I-S-S-O-N on the Love Mic. The Love Mic podcast is dedicated to love in all its glory and the ways we receive it, spread it, and act as a spark for someone else to do the same. Stories of love fill us, renew us, give us hope, and draw us closer as human beings. Love connects us. I hope these stories inspire you to get out there and start spreading a little love everywhere you go. The name of this love story is A Suitcase Full of Love. Today, I am so excited to have my daughter in love here with me. Anna is part of my family through her marriage to my son, Joshua, and she is a wonderful addition. Hi, Anna. Hello. Hi. We're just going to jump right in and we're going to start to tell your story. You grew up in Southern California in a family with a rich cultural heritage. Your childhood was filled with family, friends, love, and everything and anything you needed or wanted. Your father is from the United States and your mom is from Mexico. And it is this part of your family story that I'd like to focus on today because your mom had a very different upbringing than you and it impacted how she taught you how to spread a little love. So tell me about your mom's childhood. Uh, my mom grew up in Durango, Mexico, and she grew up um, in, a very, in a very poor family. She had nine brothers and sisters and my family also took in cousins who other families were not able to financially support. Wow. So she had cousins being raised alongside of her. And um, with that, you know, it just shows how much love, you know, they had not just for their immediate family, mm -hmm. but for their extended family. Wow. So how did your mom manage in this large family? I mean, were yeah. they, obviously they didn't have a lot of money because you said they were poor. So what kinds of things or what kinds of stories did yeah. she tell you about that? She said that she would have to share like a full-size bed with three of her sisters. Wow. Or how when she made the um, her high school basketball team, she had a brother. She had to borrow her older brother's um, basketball shoes, which were three or to four sizes too big. <laughs> oh my goodness! And I think she told me one time she even stuck um, socks in her um, at the front of the shoe so she could. So her them. foot wouldn't slip around. That's great! Yeah. Wow. How do you think your mom being raised in that way affected how she wanted to raise you? And your sister? Um, we were very blessed to have, growing up, I was always able to, if I wanted something, my mom could give it to me. And I didn't really quite understand that, um, that I was able to have that privilege until I started getting a little bit older and I started noticing things, the differences between my home in California and my vacation home in Mexico, which was, I didn't even realize was a reality for my family there. Oh, so you actually would travel back and forth between California and Mexico when you were a child? Correct. How yes. did that happen? Tell me about that. Um, we had traditional schooling, which was three months of school and one month off. Okay. And so, um, depending on the month, we would um, take the whole month to go to, uh, to Mexico and spend the month there. Wow. So yeah. it was that different from what you were used to in the States? Oh, very different. Yeah. Very. In what ways? Um, well, for one thing, I could, you know, go outside and um, just, 
I could go do things, go to the grocery stores, go to go get an ice cream cone by myself. It was just a different lifestyle. I was able to, um, you know, we had a little, a little. My family owned a, owns a little uh, tiendita there, which is like a little store. Yeah. And um, I was able to go in there and just get what I wanted and eat and. <laughs> And I thought it was a free-for-all, but I didn't know that my mom was paying for it the whole time. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot different and one that I'm thankful that I got to experience. Yeah, for sure. Did you realize when you went there the difference between the socioeconomic states of your family in Mexico and your family in California? You know, I saw it in a different way when I was younger. You know, I noticed that the roads were all dirt. Mm. I noticed that there was always cracks in the wall or um, there was no air conditioning or no um, or no heat. Um, we would um, I couldn't take showers after nine o'clock at night mm. because the the city shut off the water after nine. Okay. Or taking cold water, take taking cold showers. That right. was that was a new <laughs> one that I don't want to do again. Right. But as a child you probably didn't really realize what that all meant, right? Right, I didn't realize yeah. that. Or like the roaches coming out of the, you know, out of the sinks or stuff. I didn't even notice. I yeah. just thought it was, you know, I was there for the candy. And for, <laughs> Your family. And yeah, and so yeah. I just didn't, it didn't really take. Your mom has told you stories about the way that she was raised, and some of those stories involve the clothing that she wore. And I want you to tell us about her when she was a teenager because this is the beginning of the tradition in your family mm-hmm. of how you would spread a little love yes so because there were so many kids in the house um my family or my grandparents couldn't afford to pay or to buy new clothes right and so my grandmother's sister had a couple years before um what went to the states and made a life for herself mm-hmm. and so she noticed the need that my grandmother had. I mean, she had, there was 17 people in the home, you know? And so she would, she had a couple of kids. And so she, every time they would grow and, you know, they didn't need the clothes anymore. She decided to send those clothes to Mexico. Yeah. And so my mom, um, when she was in high school, she would receive this box full of clothes and, Amongst her sisters, they will all decide, okay, who wants this? Who wants that? But then when people started not, you know, when the sisters or the brothers, you know, as they got up and left, they would leave the clothes behind. Oh, yeah. And so they would start recycling the clothes. Over and over. Over and over. So they would start sharing, you know, the clothes that, you know, that was once left by my aunt, but now between the siblings. Right. So it was... She, you know, she talked to me about how, you know, it was it was hard, and it was it was between it was either bras or even down to underwear because it was wow. that it was that um, they were that poor. Wow. So now your mom lives in the United States, and she has you and your sister, and you start traveling back to Mexico. And your earliest memories of the story that you're going to tell us today have to do with you as a young girl leaving things behind yes so tell me what happened when you were very young what do you remember about that so I remember this was before my mom started asking me right and what age are we talking about here I would Would say maybe around 
six or seven okay when I started noticing that my mom started packing my clothes and I was you know every mom packs their kids clothes and you know I would wear it throughout the whole summer and then I'd look around and be like where is my suitcase like my suitcase is here but where's this stuff in it yeah you know and I just didn't really mention anything about that until I started reaching 10 years old, 11. So wait, let me just back up for a second to yeah. make sure I understand. So you'd go to Mexico for your vacation time yes. with a suitcase full of clothing, but you'd come home with it completely empty or just almost totally empty? Almost totally empty. Okay. Yeah, unless like I bought something in Mexico or like a, you know, welcome to Mexico shirt. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, all my stuff was gone and I just... At first, I didn't ask questions. Oh, but you, then, were, you were young, yeah. too. Yeah. And then, um, but once, you know, the, the age is where you start caring about clothes. That's right. Yeah. It, everything all changed. So what happened when you started caring and you, you could actually kind of put stuff together now? Right. So how did that go? So my mom would tell me, okay, Anita, we're going to be going from Mexico and I need you to start packing things that, you know, you don't normally wear. She was kind of nonchalant about it, you know, kind of asking me because I was particular about my clothing. And I said, okay, all right, what do I not like to wear? I would just start packing things in there. And then when I was like at school, my mom started like, I'd be like, where's this shirt? Where's that shirt? (laughs) But you know, you don't care because I didn't wash my clothes at that age. Right. Maybe it was in the laundry or something. And then when we when we go there, I was like, oh, my mom packed my clothes. Or, you know, here's... And I'd be kind of mad, like, oh, man, I brought all these ugly clothes, you know? And I would oh. call them, like, my ugly clothes. I didn't even think about that till now, you know? And So you would call them your ugly clothes because they weren't the first choices that you would make. Correct. But they were all beautiful clothes. Yes. Yeah. And so your mom would somehow sneak into your packing all of these things that she knew you didn't use often. Correct. And you would go down with this full suitcase. And yeah. now you're 10 years old, you know, kind of you're aware of what's happening. Yes. So what did you notice when you get there? I noticed that um, at first, you know, I'd wear my clothes. But then towards like, I would say a couple days before we would leave, mm-hmm. my mom would close, she would close the door. And I'd be like, mom, want to go in? She's like, give me a minute. And I'm like, okay, I'll go run out and play. So she's in your bedroom or she's your in room the, where you're staying. Yeah, okay. where we're staying. Yeah. And... Um, I like, okay, next, and then as those days went on, I'd be like, mom, where's this shirt? Where's that shirt? <laughs> she would be like, oh, well, your cousin, you know, she asked, she saw you, you know, she liked that shirt. I didn't even know she was giving my clothes away. Like, I, I didn't even think about it. Your cousin liked the shirt, so I gave it to her. Like, mom, like, why would you, you know, why would you do that? Right. And, um, Now, at this point, you, as any person that's 10, 11, or 12, right. you're kind of, you don't fully understand it. You're I kind don't. of bothered by You're it. I'm right? bothered. At this point, had your mom told you at all her story? Like, did you know anything about what happened to her? No. How people donate to her? So you were not in on what was going on Correct. yet. I didn't know what was all going right. on yet. And you, you were telling me when we were kind of just talking high level right. about what we were going to discuss today, you were telling me that you started to kind of like hide some clothes yes. on the side. So yeah. what did you do? So like during, after that, like, okay, you know what? I'm going to wear two shirts, like under, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start putting this here and there. But then it wasn't until I was, I would say maybe really between 12, like starting around 12 was when my mom would, or 13 or the year after, she would say, Anna, you really, we need to start. She sat me down and she said, and I really need you to start packing your things like, things that are nice she goes I know that you like 
I know your cousin likes a certain thing, but in Mexico it costs a lot of money. You know, a pair of shoes or this shirt. And um, like an Aeropostale shirt or Abercrombie or something. And we're like, well, mom, no, like it's my favorite shirt. And she's like, well, I'll buy you a new one. Mm. And you know, when you're that age, it's like, you know, you would think a new one. Yeah, I want a new one, but you're still kind of selfish, you know. You mm-hmm. want to keep the things that you like. So, but I would still pack my clothes in. Um, it's very interesting. I, I, I have a question about that because your mom could have just as easily, truly. Right. If she had the ability to go out and buy you a new Abercrombie shirt or, mm-hmm. or a new shirt from Target or whatever, she could have bought a new shirt for your cousin and just sent it right. down. But there was a bigger thing going on here that your mom was trying to teach you. Yeah, and I didn't even know. You That's know? amazing. Yeah. So your mom would tell you, okay, now you have to start packing your clothing yes. and I want you to pack nicer things. Yeah. Did she tell you why at this point? Yeah, she, you know, she would say, you know, your cousins don't have a lot of things, Anna. You need to understand that, you know, they can't afford these clothes. They can't afford clothes. They can't afford shoes. They can't afford, because in Mexico you have big families. I mean, mm-hmm. if you had one child, that's understandable. You can know it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier, but um, my family has, there's five kids, there's three kids, there's four kids, and then one family. So my mom would have me, she's like, Anna, you really need to start thinking about what your cousins need and not what you need, and you have the opportunity to get new things, and they don't, you know? Yeah, and do you happen to remember? I know sometimes it's hard to remember what we think at certain moments, but do you happen to remember if you were open to that I would I wasn't you, you know I wasn't yeah. I was I would say mom like we at this point I knew we would send clothes we were sending clothes and I said mom like I don't want to do it anymore like I'm sick and tired of giving my clothes away every yeah. time I come back I don't have clothes right. even though I did still have a f- closet full of clothes right but I was like mom I don't I don't want to do it anymore and I would get so upset with her mom I'm not gonna do it and I would deliberately not pack things that I liked right Right. I would, and it's thinking about it now, it's just, you know, I want to kind (laughs) of... I see you just like punch yourself in the arm. Um, Did that eventually change? And what made it change? Um, I would say it changed when I was in my... I would say when I... When I turned around 16 years old, and um, I noticed that my fam. I noticed that the shirt that I had given away when I was like twelve or ten or whatever old I was, that they were still wearing the shirt, but it wasn't being wow. worn by the person I had given it to. It was being worn by the second or by the the oh, yeah. next sibling you know so you're talking four five six years later when you go down to visit yes you see that shirt and then all of a sudden it hits you of the need that they have there yeah wow so it was i would see i was and i i would notice it but i didn't really think about it i would yeah. notice like why i gave this shirt to my cousin ja, um jasmine and then my cousin violet was wearing it and then the following sister was wearing it Mm. and it was 
that's when I started to realize that my mom was telling the truth. Like, they really don't have a lot. And I started, you know, you start talking to your cousins more when they're 16. And it's, it's, it was, it was something. It was something. So it was eye-opening for you. Yeah. Did that motivate you then to take your nice things that you had and give because now you weren't being forced yes. you weren't being not told mm-hmm. now you were motivated to do this yes mm-hmm. and you were made motivated to do this why um i started to realize that my mom i've always known that my mom cared about her family but it made me realize how much of a privilege that I had mm. that my mom took the time to do certain things like that when I thought it was taking things away from me. But in reality, she was giving them security and love that was given to her when she was, you know, going through those formative high school years. Oh, I love that. You know? And so... um when I went back with Josh, um, when I was, I think, 21 or something, I packed all of my dresses. Like, mm. and I have a lot of dresses. And I packed my, you know, I think I even packed, like, my winter formal dress or something. <laughs> and I packed all of it, and I just, all right, Mom, we're going to give this out. You know, I got this um, Hollister pants, and I got... All of these pants and I just all right mom I just I guess I need to start giving you know I need to start doing my part not just giving them like a shirt that oh it has a hole in it oh I can get rid of this that's right but they don't deserve holy no you you give them the best that's correct have. that's beautiful yeah. what was your mom's reaction when she realized that you were doing this not just willingly but in a motivated manner that you you wanted to follow in her footsteps with this um I don't think we've really spoken about it but the way that my mom looks at me is different really you know she knows how I am with my clothes and I'm a hoarder of clothes but when I said hey mom I think this will fit like Violetta or I I think this would fit um you know, so-and-so, I think it would just, she would come into my room and say, okay, what, what other shirt, what do you, what else do you think would fit, would fit them? And we would start naming, not just like who can wear, like the general of who would wear it, but specific people wow. who would wear it, you know? And it also started happening where I was getting my own job and I'd be, now it's actually come to a point where, where we'll be shopping, you know, and we'll say, Oh, who is who should who do you, wouldn't this look beautiful on Tia Rosa, you know, or wouldn't this look beautiful on, um, on Tia Leti or something? And Tia mm-hmm. means um, aunt in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So now it's starting to change where it's not only just our old clothes that are nice, but new, brand new clothes because yeah. in Mexico it's so expensive to buy. Yeah. So is your family still as needy as they were when your mom was a child? Um, luckily or thankfully, they're yes and no. Okay. So, um, they're, my mom's has a couple of siblings who are, but because our family is so close and supportive, um, 
they help each other out in different ways. Mm. Like my uncle has, my uncle has taken over the main house, which is my grand my grandparents' home. And if any of the cousins need a place to stay f- for anything, he opens the vacant rooms out where my mom and her siblings used to sleep in. Or, you know, he we support each other in. All right, you need money for school. Okay, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you money for the bus or something. So it's not no more. It's no longer is it really clothing, but it's other other ways that we right. we're we're showing. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah, and I love this story too because you know there is need all around us. Correct. And so often those of us who have more than what we need, mm. we're so wasteful with things. Yes. Um, you know, some people we th- we throw things in the garbage rather than thinking about how it can be recycled or donated or used in a different mm-hmm. manner. And so this story is motivational, even in the sense that it encourages each of us that's listening to it to think about the needs of others and how we can help them. Yeah. And what we can do. Oh, I love this story. Mm-hmm. And I bet this is something that you're going to continue with your children. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I already told Josh like. Well, you know, I want my kids to grow up the same, I mean, as, not the same, but I want them to be, to know where, you know, they're, where, that there was struggle, you know, that, yes. bec- and with that struggle, like, they overcame that struggle, and it's, it's a reason why I was blessed in my life, and why you're gonna, you're also, my, ble- my parents' blessing is my blessing, which my blessing then becomes your blessing, and so I want them to see exactly from the ground up yeah and with that i just i want them to know where they came from yeah it's really true literally from the from from the bottom up so yeah i mean i remember when i was a kid um my cousins from in new jersey would send bags Mm. big big black garbage bags of clothing which were used and you know didn't smell the greatest or maybe they had creases in them or rips or whatever but it was like amazing to me it was like Christmas morning to me because we didn't have the ability to Mm -hmm. go out and just buy whatever we wanted so I fully understand that and I think it is crucial that our children understand because how can we really have empathy and sympathy and love for others if we don't understand those lessons no definitely like I think it's very important to realize when you are giving the authenticity of it Mm -hmm. I mean you can't what I did wrong was picking my worst clothing. Mm-hmm. When I had the opportunity to get better better clothing and when I got back, but I would, in my selfishness, give them my worst clothing that had holes in it, that would that was just, but if you're gonna give something, you know, you gotta really think about it and just give it wholeheartedly. That's right, and give the best that you can The give. best that you can. I mean, there's still some things that I won't give, like my favorite jean jacket or like, you know, my favorite jeans that no matter, like, what I wear, I still feel good in. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's some things that you you don't give just in, you know, because they make you feel good. Yeah. But there's other other ways other that you can totally give right. it. But that's not being selfish either. Yeah, it's not. You know, because we yeah. do need to take care of ourselves also. Yeah. And when you have a giving heart, you give not only to others but to yourself. Correct. So, mm-hmm. what a beautiful story. Well, thank you so much for sharing that yeah, with us. Yeah, of course. I love that story. And we'll have to check back in a handful of years once yes. you have the next generation mm-hmm. of how that's going. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how I will be spreading my mom's love onto I wonder how I'm going to how I'm going to continue that cuz it's Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you already are continuing it. Yeah. Because now you're motivated and so yeah. your mom's gift to you 
is now your gift to others. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing. So thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. We all have something beautiful inside that we can give to others to make a positive difference in this world. Find your beautiful today. And until next time, remember, spread a little love. Take